Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. And welcome into 2023. Just like that, a new year. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo, our first 2023 podcast. And uh, we're hoping for a better season for the Cubs. How'd you guys do on the old uh, ringing in the new year thing? You're young. Was it still exciting? Because it's the it's the most the older you get, you'll find it's the most overrated yes. of the holidays. Like once once you hit a certain mark, like going out and mm-hmm. paying cover on New Year's Eve sounds like the worst idea anybody could ever have. But but I, I understand that there is a target zone in your life for yes. that time period. Yeah, like like the first few years after you turn twenty one is, is yes. it. I mean, this was the first year. I've been kind of pushing to not go out on New Year's for like a couple of years now, like more like house party kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but my friends always wanted to go out and this is the first year majority of us didn't want to go out. Uh, so we just had a, you know, little, little get together, New Year's Eve, bringing the holiday that way, you know, didn't have to pay a hundred dollars to get a ticket to go to a cramped bar with a bunch of people you don't like and yeah, and do all that stuff. So like, I'm like, I guess 26, 26 is like the cutoff, right? That's, that's when you, that's that, when that you sounds realize like- that's not. I was doing it later than that, though, because yeah, I was doing it here in Chicago, and it was like, you know, you'd be out till, and you can't find a cab. You can never find a cab to try and get home, so you end up walking yeah. in the cold usually, and you can never get a drink. Like, you yeah. pay this huge cover, and then there's a line six deep to get to the bar, and it's like, well, unless I can order three at one time, what am I wasting my time here? Mm-hmm. I, I I hate New Year's Eve. I hate it. <laughs> I I I would do it every year, and I'd just be like, "Why? Why do we put ourselves through this? Like, it'd be so much easier to have a house party, like you said." Yeah, so yeah. Uh, cheaper too. I, the last time I went out for New Year's was before COVID, so 2018, because I know I didn't in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been what four years since I went out for New Year's, but yeah. I always had fun going out in Chicago for New Year's. You get if you get the you do the classic like, oh, it's a hundred dollars from like yeah. nine to one a.m. or whatever. Yeah. And if you think about it, it honestly is like worth the money because, I mean, living here, I've learned that a drink anywhere, if you get a beer yeah. for less than six dollars in Chicago, you're you've you've found the spot, yeah. man. If you go to the bar, if you get to the bar though, Cody, like you well, have the thing to, be able is, to get to the bar. The thing yeah. is though, is like I never had that problem. Like the ones that I've gone to, you you had. They, they they would bring you like you it would come with like champagne and then like mm-hmm. they like I don't know what it was I never had that issue of there being okay. too much of a crowd oh. or anything like that like because he found the golden spots that's yeah, what that's, he said that's he the found spot. the spot. Cody's too good looking they're, they're coming to him <laughs> yeah that's right thank you law dog I <laughs> yeah. I don't know I just never had the like I understand the whole like oh there's this bar is too packed wait in line for 30 minutes like that's why i stopped going to benchmark in old town a long time ago all right like (laughs) but like i've I've never like on new year's at least like i've never had that issue because it's like i don't know they 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 prepare for because everyone's paying all this money to um you know 
do this particular thing for four or five hours or whatever. So I don't know. But I, I, I haven't done it lately. One, because I have gotten older and I don't care anymore. And yeah. two, um, I, I don't know. It's like, I think it's partly because I'm in a relationship too. <laughs> like, yeah. Me and her, yeah. me and her went to dinner on New Year's Eve, and then came that home at came home wonderful. at like came home at like nine thirty and watched like a like a holiday movie on on television. Like, there you go. This is the most thirty one year old thing I'd ever done. Like, was doing absolutely <laughs> didn't even hang out with my friends on New Year's Eve. Like, well, never stayed in. <laughs> if if where you went to eat was at Chili's, that was the most thirty one thing. You've oh, ever I wish uh, she would have actually. She would have like. She would have been down for that. She loves Chili's. Like, Chili's loves same. it. But I, I like Chili's too. But we didn't go to Chili's. We went to this Italian place down in River North. It's called uh, Quarantino. You heard of that? Oh, yeah. Cortino. Yeah, it's good. Cortino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. Yeah, some of the best uh, fre- uh, fettuccine Alfredo I've ever had. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, New Year's so. is amateur hour. You guys are you guys are all doing yeah. it right over here. You know, Ryan, house yeah. party, that's the way to go. Yeah. Cody, you're, you're a little older. I like that. Like, stay, stay you know, nice meal. And then Luke, <laughs> obviously, just stay home. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I was a child. I was, I was asleep <laughs> when it happened, like... I don't remember what time we went up to bed. We we watched. We here's what we started doing this weekend. My wife has never seen Sopranos, so we started oh. binge watching Sopranos wow. season one, nice. and we got like three or four episodes in. I'm like, you good? Yeah, I'm tired. Let's go to bed. Went to bed, and then I heard somebody in Arlington Heights started lighting off fireworks as if it was the Fourth of July, and you were down on Navy Pier. I don't know what was going. Woke me up, and I was like. I forgot it was New Year's Day, and I was like, "What the hell is going on out there?" And somebody just boom, 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 boom. Now, what is all that racket? Then I remember, I remembered. Oh, you went to bed like an hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's my, New Year's Eve. My dog was not pleased with the. Uh, I don't get it. Oh man, I. I think maybe I didn't pay attention to it so much my first New Year's in Chicago, like living here. But on New Year's Eve this year, like, my God, like the moment. It turned midnight. You just heard all these firecrackers and everything going yeah. off. I, yeah. I, I, maybe I just didn't pay attention before, and maybe it was the fact that I was basically sober, sitting on my couch at midnight, <laughs> and you know, yeah. uh, I, I had a, yeah. I had. There's another thing. Me and her did. We, we broke open this uh, thing of wine we got in Napa Valley whenever we went to California like two years ago. Oh, we finally oh, opened okay. it up. That's what go. we did. So there was still a little buzz. I didn't even. This is the first time I didn't even watch like. The Cheverini show, or at back in the day, Gene Greco, you know, yeah. the Kiss or whatever he would do on ABC Seven. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even turn on those at all. And I saw that, you know, somebody had um, Billy Corgan. I like the Smashing Pumpkins, but mm-hmm. I was like, I, I'm not waiting to watch any of those. They're always terrible. Like I, I don't understand. Yeah. I, they've never been good. They've, I mean, Ohio State Georgia was on so midnight bad, East Coast good. time. So that was okay. what True. mainly anyone was probably watching was Ohio State and Georgia. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just not exactly. my wife. She was very upset. She wanted to watch a random movie, and I was like, "But college football semifinal." They had two good games. I know we'll talk more about uh, yeah. those when we get to our DraftKings uh, spot. But though those were two amazing games to watch. Yeah. If you weren't. Uh, they were fans for one of the teams from the Big Ten. A fan of a Big Ten, yeah. <laughs> uh, tough to be a Big Ten person right now. Couldn't be. Uh, Blue Dad says it. it's Cody Del Wine Lush. Oh, and then now we're stretching. There you go. Now, now it's a stretch. Now that's just too far. Del Softo has really become a thing on Twitter. Like my mentions, it's like <laughs> it, every single tweet, it's Del Softo. Something. Hashtag Del Softo. Love it. <laughs> Keep it going. It's, a, it's actually kind of funny. I I, I don't mind it. It's fun. Do we have any? You know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the possibility of Eric Hosmer, and uh, I have a little quiz for you. Twenty three quiz based on uh, it is now twenty twenty three. Do we have? That's all coming up uh, later in the podcast. But do you guys have any resolutions we should have for CHGO Cubs or or any resolutions yourself? Like I'm counting on. I'm counting on everybody at CHGO to help me with the eating better. I, I'm putting that forward. Today's the first day. I, I had oatmeal with raspberries on it this morning for breakfast. Ooh. You know, I went, I went yeah. healthy. I, I'm going to have a little chicken soup for lunch, homemade chicken soup I made. Ooh. I, I'm going to try and stay away from the do-right as much as possible. Ugh, I'm thinking tough. 
here's what I'm thinking. This is what I think would be fair to myself because I don't want to I don't want to put something out there and be like, I, I'm going to do this. And then I'm not even close. Like three days later, I can't, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking if I could drop 10 pounds this year, right? Whoa. Well, 10 pounds isn't bad. 10 pounds could just be stopping the sweets is what I'm thinking. Right. Like the ice cream social Possibly. cut down on the socials. 10 that, pounds but that, that also the Cubs have to help you with that. That's right. <laughs> I need the Cubs help with that. And then I, I thought I could have one, treat a week i've got an idea okay every thursday you bring jarish bakery in no 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 see that's that's your one treat and then i get to have some too yeah it, that might be my treat but it's i prefer my <laughs> yeah i don't know you guys have to help me if you see me going for a, a you know a candy bar in the jar at work mm-hmm. don't let it happen. i ain't gonna just be I, like you want I, that to be your one <laughs> all right Niran says taco salad. That's, I, that's a good treat. But, uh, I'll I'll try to hold you accountable for the first month, Luke. But if it starts you. happening in February, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Well, once you break, once you break, you know, the code, that's it. Anyways, like yeah. what, what what matters. I mean, I I, I think it, I can do it. As far as like that, you know, I'd I'd like to you know drop a few pounds. Um, this is what happens when you get in a relationship and you get older, like. You stop right. caring. Let's be oh, real here. Luke knows he's married. <laughs> law, law, law dog knows he's married. Stop caring. Uh, knows. Look at him. Have you seen him? Thick Meyer last year. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm just saying. Like yeah, you know. just said, you want to drop ten pounds, okay? I, I didn't say you needed to. All right. Uh, Man, shot fired. Realistically, I'm shooting for five. I don't even know what I weigh, but I, you know. I mean, I don't either. Loser. I I have told myself over the last handful of years that i'm just not going to even step on a scale because like that shit messes with my head mentally so yeah. i just want to uh you know get healthier i honestly and i ain't gonna start this until after i get back from cancun but i want to drink less in 2023 <laughs> the cubs have to really help me with that though because like if they suck then yeah i'm, I'm gonna it's gonna be tough it's gonna well, maybe be tough. You go drink free until cancun See to even it out. What can well? I, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm. I started off really well today. You know, me and her, we went to the gym, and you know, came back. I told you about the omelet I had before we went on air. Like, yeah, mine's still, yeah. still sitting next to me right now. I'm, yeah, I'm going to do well. Right I'm yeah. going to try and do my best until you know we go to Cancun. But you know, we get to Cancun, it's all inclusive. Yeah, margaritas and quesadillas and guacamole like you kidding yeah. me i can't say no to that when i'm yeah. paying all this money to go to mexico you know what so i mean you didn't, so you didn't make your omelet ryan did you make that omelet was that it, cody went egg homemade. whites homemade you made it see i have trouble with the omelets in that the flipping of the omelet is always yeah, difficult I, 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 I just i, I usually I, just use a spatula and just flip it with that like i can't do the whole like, yeah flip right it like you go, you go somewhere it. and they have the little omelet bar thing mm-hmm. at like a buffet and the guy puts just like a little bit of oil and somehow he just flips it over perfectly every time you're like what the hell i've tried mm-hmm. probably 40 times in my life to get an omelet correct and i yeah. never can do it like that guy does it at the anywhere you go the omelet bar guy yeah magician it's a special treat it really is. Do we have anything for Cubs for resolutions? Win I'll get out of the way. This is my turn to get out of the way. Is this like is this like bold predictions or is this no is no like no? We're I'm just saying for. like should we have a resolution for like the three of us for like the shows we're doing? Uh-huh. Like we can get to the Cubs predictions. We're gonna do a bunch of it tomorrow. Ryan's got a good article about it. We're gonna make some bold predictions tomorrow. Is there anything that we should do? Here's one I think of. Like should we have Somebody from the chat. Should we have a random drawing of names? Like if you should we have like um, this isn't a resolution as much as an idea. Every time somebody has the best comment of the day in the chat, should their mm-hmm. name go into a hat? And halfway through the season, during like the All Star break, <laughs> and we have nothing going on, should one of those people become on the show? Ooh, right. We do we do a raffle drawing. You've had the most. You're, every time you make the best comment of the show, your name goes in the hat. And then we pick one and say, can you come in and do a show with us? I Let's be real. I mean, Michael Collada 
He's he's had some good ones. I know he did. Collada like, already said the, Happy New Year. year. Happy New Year to Michael Collada yeah. and everybody out there. I see so I, a lot of regulars. You know, Nearing, Gary Ross. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that idea. I mean, yeah. I think All-Star Break's a good idea considering it's dead around there, especially when those days are, you know, we're taking those days off. Um, might maybe be different if the Cubs are in it and we're talking trade or something like that. But, I mean, that makes it even better for whoever comes in. So, I, I, think I don't it'd be fun to I meet in disagree. person somebody from the chat i know we're gonna that that's another one that i know right it's sort of like a a network resolution right we're definitely going to do some uh hangouts with the cubs group yeah. this year right what, what, they, what do, do we call them up uh takeover right yeah, we'll take they want us to do a, t- a happy hour here in the next couple of weeks I heard. oh yeah cubs our first cubs yeah. happy hour coming here in yeah. the first like two weeks of the year so yeah. that'll be fun basically a virtual like this only we'll have 25 people on there. And Cody, of course, will not be drinking because he's dry until he goes to Mexico. And I will not have a sweet. I will not have a sweet at that. Look at you guys go. Proud of you. <laughs> I probably lost. I'm just two or striving. Three doing just that. striving to be better. That's what I'm trying okay. to do in 2023. CHGO Cubs strive to be better. Yeah. There you go. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get in. I got another one. I'm gonna get in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's right. Get Luke in the Discord. When we're in studio on Wednesday, you got somebody's gonna show me how to get into the Discord, <laughs> and I will be part of the Discord. Do you want to be I, on part of the Discord on your computer or on your phone? Well, is it gonna constantly like blow up my phone if I put it on my phone? You can yeah, turn you notifications can, off. You, yeah, you can turn no, certain Oh, that's what I'll off, do. I'll but... do my phone, but I'll turn off the notifications okay. on it if you show me how to do that. Because I don't good. know how to do that either. <laughs> we'll get you there, Grandpa Stucky. Yeah, so we'll work on that. Um, let's see. Do we have anything bold to say about 2022 since we're going to do bold predictions tomorrow? So bold. As we, uh, we like say goodbye recaps? to 20. We're pushing 22 all the way into the past. We don't want to talk about it too much because it was mm-hmm. – uh, I'll just say that while it was painful watching the Cubs, uh, it was awesome to be able to do what we do. And that's, that's what true. I'll probably yeah. – I'll remember that most about 2022. Uh, I was yeah. pretty uh, – you know, I was pretty adamant about that on social media on New Year's, like, you know, looking back and, you know, appreciative of being able to do this stuff. So, uh, you know, I think – Again, we I'd love to forget about the Cubs season, but there was a lot of great memories made doing this show last year. Yeah. I guess I, w- I would say that we, we saw a lot of growth, you know, in our, our company, in our mm-hmm. community and whatnot. A lot of good things happened when Chicago sports were arguably at its lowest in, like, decades. Like, this is the worst Chicago sports have been overall in a long, long time. Probably since I've been born, at least. And, and further back than that. So I'm, I'm, my bold thing is it can only go up. And I am very excited to see when, <laughs> how well, you know, we grow and our community grows when Chicago sports are actually good. Like that's good. I, that's what I'm looking for. I don't know to. if that, I don't know if those two aren't bold, but they are, they're, they're nice comments about 2022, right? By the way, Michael Collada says his resolution to make one tailgate this year. Now that I would like to see. Ooh. Ooh. Does he mean open. bears, or is he talking about when we have something for related to Cubs? Like, yeah, well, I, I mean, that's what he means. Cubs. I mean, not, it's not, not going to technically be why a not tailgate, all, Yeah, right? exactly right. Why not both? Yeah, come yeah. One, or come both. On. Yeah, Bulls takeover, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So here's what I was thinking. If I had to say something bold about 2022, it's part of what Ryan was saying. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty common and very logical for us to all say this was the worst sports season in Chicago sports history. Like we launched, we launched a Chicago sports podcasting network in potentially the worst year of Chicago sports <laughs> yeah. in a hundred years. I'll take yeah. the, I'll take the bold side of that and say that we may look back on this in 10 years and say, this was the best sports year in a decade, 2022. Why? Because if Justin Fields turns out to be the guy, it's the year you found out you had a quarterback in Chicago. So he's like the – and it's also maybe rock bottom for the Cubs, right? Like so the baseline is there and now it's upward. So maybe some of those 
moves they made. Maybe the Efros trade with Wesneski turns out to be a building block. Maybe it's the year the Bulls realize we need to break this up. Maybe the Blackhawks are so bad they get Connor Bedard. So maybe 2022 is what gets them Connor Bedard. So there are ways to look at it, even though it was a miserable year, 2022, for Chicago sports fans. It is possible still that 2022 turns out to be the best sports year in a decade for Chicago sports fans, despite all the losing. Yeah. That's that's well, one that's hell bold. of a spin zone. Yeah, that <laughs> that is, is one that hell is of a spin, it is a spin zone. zone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I believe it, but I'm just saying it. <laughs> if you want bold, there it is. It's the yeah. best year in the last decade. How about it's the best year since 2016? Well, I would say it was the lowest amount of expectations since 2016. Maybe <laughs> I think you it's know possible I mean? you can say that for the Cubs, right? Like yeah, the season yeah. itself was bad, but maybe the progress they made is hopefully what will make it the next best season since 2016. Probably, probably go, probably got to go 17 for that. I yeah, probably yeah. 17, maybe 18. I, it definitely was the first year for Cubs baseball where there weren't, you know except for me for like two months, but most people weren't like, you know, no one really cared if they won or lost because everyone knew where we're headed. So, yeah. Well, I tried to speak it into existence. I'll say this is the first year that the disappointment came from not, you know, them not being good. Like the the disappointment was there for a different reason than just (laughs) them not winning the world series. You know, it was, it was other reasons to be disappointed with this team than just them not being the last man standing. That's true. That's true. Uh, Niren says, should 2-3-23 be a holiday? So February 3rd, 23. I'll take it over New Year's New Year's Eve being a holiday. Like, I don't mind New Year's Day because it's like, hey, new beginnings. We're all excited, yada, yada. New Year's Eve, just so, just amateur hour. I, I, I don't want any part of it anymore. I'm the grumpy old man when it comes to New Year's Eve. No thanks. If you offered me a chance to go out to dinner on New Year's Eve even, <laughs> tough call. Only if we can get in and out of there in an hour, you know? Yeah. How about what I thought about asking about this in our Slack channel, but uh, CHGO should have a New Year's party at the office next year because our holiday party was awesome. If, mm. And I, and again, I didn't really do shit. So like I would have been, I would have, you, I would have been okay to go to the office and hang out with all the people I work with on New Year's Maybe Eve. we'll, maybe we'll be at the bar by then. Perhaps, yeah. See, I think if if you have if you have the CHGO bar, I think there should be just like a Wrigley cam or a flag. There should be a cam that's on twenty four seven, so people know when you come in, it's being recorded, it's being streamed live. So anytime there's not a show going on, right? There's not a show going on live. There's always a live stream of whatever's happening in that bar. Now a lot of people could get in trouble that way. It's all about the content, yeah. but. <laughs> for voyeurs out there that'd be a way to watch mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh what about uh shady rays that's something that was great Inter- yeah. introduced to me in 2020 i'd never had a pair of shady rays 2022 i got the old shady rays they changed my life man yeah, yeah i was gonna they, say they did good as anything well, i've ever had that was more expensive that's for sure going back to our bold 2022 takes like that's the year that we discovered shady rays make the yeah. best sunglasses out there and and for like the reasonably priced, right? That's right. Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You drop them in the lake or off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. You get free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com. 
where you can find all their newest and best shades. Let me show you what happens here. This has never happened. This is how I know my iPhone is listening. This was today. Can you see that? Is it too bright? It's an AG1. I got an AG1 ad. They sent me an AG1 ad like right before the show on Instagram. I was like, they know what they're doing. Either Instagram is stepping up their game or they're really listening to everything I say. Either way is okay. I don't care. Whatever you want. I don't have any great information you're going to steal from me. So our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 in 2022 because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. Now I've been on it for months and I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy. Instead, it, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. Instead, it is super healthy and it tastes sort of tropical. So here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging, all of those things. I get a boost of energy, so I like to take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. It is lifestyle-friendly too. Whether you're somebody that's keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with AG1. Investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than 3 bucks a day. Recommended by professional athletes. More than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health. Arm your immune system in the new year with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. It's that simple. You don't need a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health in 2023. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, Ooh. five free travel packs for your first purchase. You could take it with you to Mexico. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgocubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash chgocubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. AG1, it's good stuff. Again, I've said before, if you're making uh, resolutions, AG1's a good idea. Yeah, more AG1, less gym, AG1, huh? Less alcohol, more AG1 in 2023. I I got some. I took some AG1 that was left at the office like last Wednesday, because I was like, I'm starting off the new year. The that's it. Did the, you take the it? Luke Stuckmeyer way. Did you take it today? Uh, no, I haven't taken it today. Come on. <laughs> say yes. But I'm going to take it, Luke. I'm going to take it. Well, you had the egg white omelet, so, you know, you, yeah. there's something yeah. there. It's, um, it's, it's, it's progress. Like, I'm, I'm trying over here, okay? <laughs> AG1, AG1's going to make Cody feel so young, he's going to start going out for New Year's again. That's right. Oh, what if it happens to me all of a sudden? Much, the AG1 just finally kicks in at full force. In full force, next thing you know, me and Stucky are going to be – you know, doing Night at the God Roxbury. knows what. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be planning a trip to Vegas, you know. <laughs> I have no desire to ever go to Vegas again in my life. <laughs> um, so Eric Hosmer, you know, we we had the Mancini still out there, I believe. Uh, Hosmer is still out both, there, I believe. They're both out there, yeah. As of the recording of this podcast live at one twenty on uh, Monday. Of course, it'll probably change, like, right after we finish the podcast. But – of and course. neither one, by the way, neither one is an emergency podcast in my books. No. They would just be additions, right? So if it's Mancini, Hosmer, or nobody, I'm – I think there's I a guess third I'm option. Okay, I guess I'm okay with any of the three scenarios, really, because I don't think anything's anyone's going to really make a huge difference, but mm – -hmm. I guess I'd be all right with Hosmer. So he's 33. I looked it up. 2020, he slashed 271, 335, 407, 29 bombs. Then last year, slashed 272, 336, 391 with the Padres. He wasn't as good with the Red Sox, obviously. But you realize he had an eight for 144 deal that he still got that the Padres are still paying on. So you don't, he shouldn't be very expensive. He should be very cheap, right? I, no. I, I'm not. I'm not against Eric Hosmer. I would have liked it last year taking. The, I would have preferred it last year taking the salary, and getting a prospect with it. like that. To me, that would have been more productive if they could have worked it out. But now this is the alternative: signing him mm -hmm. to split with Mervis. I've seen some people say that he's like a perfect blend of what Mervis hasn't done well at the minors, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So I think a lot of people that want Mancini know that he has a little bit more power than Hosmer. 
the Hosmer is a little bit better uh, on base percentage than Mancini. So it just depends on which one you prefer. Obviously, the Cubs still need some power. So, I, you know, if you ask me, like, who I'd like, I, I obviously would rather have Mancini um, if I had to choose. But I, when when Heyman dropped the tweet New Year's Eve, like, the Discord went a little crazy. And I was in there trying to talk some people down because, like, at the end of the day, like, I just don't think there's too much of a difference between Mancini and Hosmer. Like, like we, like me and Ryan have said it, like about certain moves, like this doesn't move the needle. Like I think that adding either one of them brings the same, will bring eventually bring the basically the same production, like and same expectations. Like, and and that goes back to you know my frustration with the lack of moves on the second tier for agent market. But yeah, the Cubs need another guy if they want to just let Mervis play DH most of the time to start his career. Um, now then, then Hosmer makes some sense. Uh, but if you get Mancini, then you can platoon at first base cause he's a righty and, and Mervis is a lefty. Um, and then there's another option. Like the, the Cubs have been in, in like rumored to be interested in like Dom Smith mm-hmm. who had a, a decent mm-hmm. 2020, those 60 games, but has really fallen off since. Yeah. And it's just another one of those like flyer type moves in my opinion. Um but with the shift being gone, I guess like a lot of people believe that like he could get back to that with the shift being gone. I don't know. I haven't read too much into it cuz I don't care cuz it's Dom Smith. But um I don't know. To me like Hosmer brings leadership. He's got a lot of experience would be someone well respected in the locker room clubhouse whatever you want to call it left-handed bat someone like something the cubs need i know he pounds a ball into the ground but with the shift gone you gotta assume that some of those are going to get through now um you hope and who knows maybe like maybe maybe the, the the cubs new hitting coaches that come from la can help i don't know get him to lift the ball more i don't know i mean the guy isn't going to be getting paid anything um and he's trying to revive his career i mean the red sox after taking him also just dfa'd him too and they're paying him over the next three years as well as well as the padres so like there's Mm -hmm. two teams paying eric hosmer to not play for them the next next three years you know what i mean so like i don't know i i of course, again, I'd rather have Mancini, but Hosmer is considering the role that he would be in. He's fine with me. The only way that I would get that I would be, I guess, nervous or, you know, find it really easy to get frustrated with him early is if he takes play appearances away from Matt Mervis. And because he's a lefty and Mervis is a lefty, the only way that I see it working out is if Mervis is your full time DH to start the year. Or but that's, that's who what he's like. That's what Niren's saying. Sorry to interrupt, Cody. That's what Niren's saying. He's saying, I don't think the Cubs are going to add mess signings and, and have somebody that could block anyone. But I don't think he would block. I don't think you're going to want Mervis to no. play every single game anyways. Like, if you're just paying mm. the guy the minimum, it's not like you he's going to block anybody. You could just not play him. Yeah. yeah no, well, I, I, I've seen that comment in multiple places, and it's just – it doesn't strike me. I think people got used to that with David Ross – because of Jason Hayward obviously playing a lot. Oh, okay. And okay. other guys like, like like even other guys like Ortega um yeah. playing a lot when they wanted to see other guys and and it always struck me as, you know, obviously like you know Ross admitted there was a little bit of loyalty factor that played into the re- you know him playing Jason Hayward that much. You, you you got that a little bit even though that answer obviously frustrated a lot of people. You got that. Um and then with guys like Ortega, I mean, I think you can reasonably think that you know, they, they were playing a lot more in the first half of the season to try to build whatever trade value they can get, right? Because you saw right after the trade deadline, guys like VR and Anderson Simmons were DFA'd. Like, they weren't playing anymore. So, clearly, the reason guys like that were playing so much, the Cubs were probably trying to, to build a little bit of value and, and see if they could build their own value while, while they played. And, obviously, that didn't work out. Um, I don't see that happening with a guy like Eric Hosmer. I mean, he, he's a veteran. Um, who would come in and be a great clubhouse presence for sure. Um, but I also know that, you know, there's no loyalty factor in that sense for, for David. Like David Ross doesn't have any loyalty Different. to Eric Cosmer to make, to make sure he plays and stays happy as much as you know, he probably will play. 
you know, obviously because he is a veteran, but also because you're you're trying to get Matt Mervis going at his own pace and not just thrust him into the opening day first base starter role, everyday first base role. Um, but at the end of the day, like Ross doesn't have any loyalty to Eric Hosmer, so if mm-hmm. Matt Mervis needs to play, <clears throat> I, I fully believe he's going to play. Like I don't I don't get the 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 fear or the, the you know that that's going to happen. I just that, that doesn't strike me as something that like. I would say right now, like that's that's definitely a scenario that I see. Like I don't I don't see that happening, but I guess you can, things change in the season. I mean, oh, another yeah, thing ahead, too. The, the only other thing too, and and I hope that this isn't the case, but I guess I'd understand it to a certain extent, is if Mervis doesn't start the year on the opening day roster, and I, I'm not rooting for that. Like I I like I don't know how much more Matt Mervis has to prove at the minor league level. I mean, I know it was just one year in the minors of doing what he did. But, I mean, he went from single A all the way to triple A and got better at each level, um, played a ton of games, went to the Arizona Fall League and dominated there. To me, there's nothing left for him to prove. I, you, to me, he's got to start the year on the opening day roster. Um, just what they're going to be doing with him remains to be seen, obviously. But that's another, that is another reason why I guess I would understand or get why they would do something like – get get some getting someone like Hosmer so I get it like no one likes it no one's gonna get up for it um but I will say that if you add Hosmer to the roster and you and you uh you know continue to find ways to play Mervis then I do think that the lineup is better than it was beforehand I'll say that much I don't know how much better but I I do think that it is better it's better than throwing Alfonso Rivas out there um so we've talked about it a lot about how the Cubs just need good baseball players. And I understand that Eric Hosmer hasn't really been what the Padres had hoped or what yeah. the, even in that two months with the Red Sox. But I don't know. I mean, again, the guy's not going to be paid much, much of anything at all. He's got a lot. He's, he still wants to play, still wants to prove he's still got something left. I mean, when, when there's guys like that, some of them hit, some of them don't. Um, with the guy of that guy – with someone like him and his track record of winning and being successful at the major league level, I, you know, I could, you could talk me into him, you know, reviving his career a little bit. Like there's, it's not like, it's not like it's Rafael Ortega who let's be real. He was a journeyman his entire career. He was a fringe, you know, major league player at best, most of his career. And like, he was just the stopgap at this point. And, you know, like, you can say Eric Hosmer is better than that. So, do you think? Um, do you think that if if they if if Mervis doesn't turn out to be an everyday major league player, or just his first time up doesn't go well, because we all we all believe he's going to make his major league appearance, first appearance, right, his debut. But and, and currently, until they sign somebody like. Hosmer or Mancini, it looks to me like the Cubs are all in on him. Like they're all in on giving him a long opportunity to prove it. He can do it at the major league level. Now, my question is if he does not, let's say, let's say he just knock on wood has a nagging injury in spring training, or he comes up and he just struggles too much like Rizzo did early with the Padres and you have to send him down. If they don't sign somebody like Hosmer, have they left themselves way too thin at first base with just Cody Bellinger and Wisdom? Like, is is that is that enough of a backup plan? That that's why. Like, I, I see what Gary's saying in the chat. He's talking about like it's a forty man roster spot. Like, he's not that much better than guys that are on the forty man. Then you got to create a spot. Like, I'm not saying it's not an an easy puzzle to fix. I'm just concerned that you're banking a guy, on a guy who made a huge leap in the minors. Mm-hmm. And while I'm excited about him coming up and I want him to take the job and run with it this season, it doesn't always happen at the major league level. And if he doesn't, to me, it feels like they would be left a little too thin at the position. Now, Cody Bellinger does give them some flexibility because mm-hmm. you could just move him and then find that adjustment in the outfield if you wanted to. But I'm curious if it's left them. 
I don't know. I don't know what you do with the 40-man roster, but I I still feel like they need to add somebody like that as an insurance yeah. plan, not as the everyday first baseman. So if it's Manson right. or Hosmer, to me, they're the insurance plan, and Mervis is my first alternative. I think, the Cubs, I, want wanted, I think the Cubs mainly want to use Bellinger in center. Like, yeah. Like if, if, if they go into next season and they don't add someone, then you are really opening yourself up to have to play Bellinger at first more than I guess we all would have expected because they've really been pushing the whole, oh, the upfield, uh, up the middle defense and stuff like that is, is going to be so great now. If you take Bellinger out of center to play first base because you didn't sign someone to, you know, go with Wisdom or, or whoever or Mervis, then <clears> – <throat> I don't know. It just goes back to my frustration about last year and how, you know, they just didn't cover all their, all, all the, the issues, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I, I think they have, they have to sign someone at, like you said, Luca is like a, like an insurance. And that's, that, to me, that's the way I look at it is like an insurance. So like, to me, like, I just don't think Mancini or, or Hosmer will have much of a different role. That's why I don't really care which one it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I and I know that it, it's possible Rivas or Higgins will just pass through. Nobody wants them. They'll just take the the, the roles at AAA. And they got some guys in the minors, like Gary brings up uh, Slaughter, who just, had a really good year last year in the minors. But, like, but we I, we saw we saw what the backup plan of Rivas at first looks like. We we saw what those are like. You're trying to get to the postseason this year. And I don't want to leave that behind just because we're afraid of the 40-man roster move. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. we talked about last year. We were all we were worried about the 40-man crunch last year, and we were like, it was understandable. But, guys, teams have tougher decisions than this in the 40-man roster. Like, yeah. Some, yeah. sometimes we're overvaluing somebody on there. I don't know who the player <laughs> is, but <laughs> – Generally, there's somebody that can be moved off the 40-man roster, and it's not going to change your trajectory of the franchise for the next 10 years. Yeah, I mean, there's always ways to do it. Even when you, you know, DFA someone, I mean, like, I mean, I, I guess I don't, I don't know what what's happened with PJ Higgins so far, but obviously right. he was DFA'd, and then you know, there's always the potential that he ends up sticking in the organization anyway, right? Like there, there are definitely ways that he doesn't get claimed off waivers or whatever. Uh, you know, not, another team doesn't doesn't grab him, and and then he rejoins the organization and sticks around as depth, just not on the forty man. Like there, there are ways to do that. Yeah. I mean, I know oh, we're talking about signing guys right now, but later on, when you know, when we get to the season, and some of the guys that are on the forty man end up having to go back onto the sixty day IL, like there is going to be roster spots open um, for those kind of guys. So that's I mean, maybe it's it's a uh, a thing where you. Sign one of these guys to a minor league deal, spring training invite, knowing that you're going to put him on the 40 man when the season starts and he's going to be on the active roster kind of thing. Because uh, obviously those guys are off the 60 day IL. You know, a guy like, uh, you know, Cody Hoyer, who's going to end up being back on there probably to start mm-hmm. the season uh, while he keeps recovering. Um, so, there's, so there are different ways to play with the 40 man roster and, and, and just maneuver and all that stuff that. Yeah, we you will eventually have to make a move, and you know, always kind of curious to see who that's going to be. Uh, but it's not like it's it's the most necessary thing. I mean, you know, Hosmer or Mancini probably get a major league deal, so that stuff like that will have to take care of itself earlier or sooner rather than later. Uh, but things always, you know, <laughs> front offices are good at making these things work out. Like they know they'll have to make something work out. So it's it's just kind of about waiting and seeing what exactly happens. Right. Yeah, I guess Another... if you're if you're weighing the danger of signing Eric Hosmer and one is the downside is a 40 man spot and the other downside is blocking Mervis's progress as a major league player, I I I would agree that the 40 man roster spot is more of a concern just because the DH allows you to play Mervis as much as you want. Like if even if he's struggling, you can find a place to play him as much as you want, or you could send him back down and he can continue to develop. So I guess the 40 man is a slight concern. It's just not a huge one for me. I, I agree with what Ryan is saying. Like there's, there's ways to tinker. And if somebody's at the edge of a 40 man roster, usually there's a reason they're at the edge of the 40 man roster. I, I just want to don't give up on a postseason 
I, and, and you could add somebody halfway through the season, I guess, if you really need to. But don't give up this early on competing for a playoff spot just because you're worried about the 40-man roster. I'm not saying go crazy. Abreu would have been the guy most likely to take away major playing time. But again, Abreu would have been a DH candidate some too. So, yeah, he didn't, I mean, he didn't choose here. Right. I mean, I tweeted this the other day and like, I don't, I don't, I hate, I told myself I ain't going to do this in 2023. I'm not going to do the discourse with people online about it. But like, if you're going to trade Anthony Rizzo, then you got to find a way to replace that, that offense, you know what I mean? And, and the defense and all of that. And I know it's hard to be able to just do that, but the Cubs are, they put themselves in this situation. And so like, the only thing I feel like that's going to, you know, make fans happy or you really at least be beneficial for this team going into 2023 is, you know, to really give Mervis that opportunity and let Hosmer and Wisdom and I guess Bellinger just kind of be those, you know, if he's struggling, give him a day off or two or whatever, or if you want to DH him. Like, to me, that's what I want to see. I want to see Mervis get the, the best opportunity he can because – the only one of those guys that's like the future or that we think is the future is Mervis. And that, that's what I want to say. I want to see Mervis play, but you obviously have to have a insurance policy, like you said, Luke. So to me, like, it just doesn't matter. It just, it doesn't matter what, if it's Mancini or Hosmer, because at the end of the day, we want Mervis to play. We want Mervis to, I don't know, like do what the streamer pro, or steamer pro, projections say, which is like, 24 homers and hits like 260 yeah. has like a 340 on base you know what I, like i'll take that in year one you know what i mean like shit like the projections on for him on fan graphs and everything is it's kind of like wow like there's a lot of hype so like i don't know i just don't think that hosmer or mancini the argument for it is worth getting all riled up about like we all want to see Mervis play. Yeah, that, 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 it'll be fine. That's it. It'll be fine. Did you? By the way, you mentioned Rizzo. Did you guys see that picture of Rizzo and his wife, Chris Bryan, and his wife? And my yeah. question was, I wasn't, I couldn't figure out was, was that a New Year's Eve picture? Was they were they maybe at uh, Danny the Clubhouse guy's wedding? Is where they were all together, or is that an old photo? I want to say it's old. That, I couldn't, but tell. I don't know. I, don't I couldn't know. tell. If anybody in the chat knows, I'm curious about that. If that was a current Jess Bryant photo just or... put it on her. Jess Bryant just put it on her Instagram story, but she was like, she, it, like when I watched it, she she had put a ton of stuff on her story at that moment or whatever. So like, I feel it, like it was at least this year. Around. I don't know why, but like, yeah. I will say yeah, she curious. made it she made like matter. a she made like a 2022 like reel of like best like her favorite moments of the year or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um and it had uh when the rockies it included when the rockies came to wrigley and like she had like they were there with her kids their kids yeah. and stuff like that like just uh you know hits the feels a little bit shane says it was a swingers party different uh take on swingers though um <laughs> Hey, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. They can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers receive a Report that details energy efficiency projects that they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. Ready to sign up for that facility assessment? Call us at 1-855-433-2700. During normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can also email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online at their website, comed.com slash facility assessment. Guys, uh, the fans, the tradition, the glory, 
There's nothing more thrilling than college football. And let me tell you, on Saturday, I was brutally hurt by those damn teenagers, especially those ones from Michigan. Oh, it's bowl season, and the action good. is far from over. My go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. I had a parlay, money line parlay, Iowa, Michigan, Georgia, and Alabama. And who lost? Michigan to TCU. They lost to Max Duggan, some random white dude from Iowa. Are you kidding me? Come on, J.J. McCarthy. I'm not upset about it anymore. Whatever. Uh, anyway, right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet on a college football team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Put, that was my parlay I have for the college football games on Saturday. Um, I my my parlay I've taken too many L's on parlays lately. Uh, if anyone has a good parlay, send me a DM. I might ride because I can't come up with a good one of late. Oh, um, maybe you should check with Shane. He made one thousand eight hundred and fifty bucks on Saturday night. Must be nice, Shane. Must <laughs> be nice. Cody, I had a six legger yesterday in the uh, Lions Bears game. Wow! Did you bet nice. against the Bears? Yes. Uh, I, I can't do that. I had a teaser. I had a teaser I yesterday. It was, I had a thousand-legger in the basement over here the other day. <laughs> I had a teaser yesterday. It was Carolina Panthers plus nine, Bears plus 11.5, and then the under on – it was under 47 for Miami and New England, and only the Bears didn't cover. They got blown out. Uh, I should have just teased – should have just teased uh, whoever the hell they played yesterday, the Bears. The played. Lions. The Lions. I should have just teased the Bears or the Lions now. I, How quickly I, we I hate, forget. I, I, yeah, I, I, hate, I, I hate gambling right now. Anyway, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And, uh, you know, right now use code CHGO. New customers place a $5 pregame money line bet on a college football team to win and get $150 if your team does. That code, CHGO, only a drafting sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in the podcast or YouTube description. That said, the one bet I did win, I, had one, I won two bets yesterday. Packers, minus three, because the Vikings are frauds like I've been saying all year, and you just knew, you just knew that the, that the NFL was going to put the Packers in this situation to be able to yep. make the playoffs after being 4-8 and eight at one point. You knew it. Yep. I knew it. Yep. We all knew it. We just didn't want to admit it. I was in the office last week, said it at least 10 times. Tuesday and Wednesday, I was like, you can get the Packers to make the playoffs. A plus 175 right now, guys. They're going to they're gonna beat up on the Vikings. I guarantee it. That was the one thing I was right about for sure this weekend was that the Packers were going to destroy the Vikings, Whatever. and they did. Aaron Rodgers now has been out there with his postseason quote or his postgame quote, like, I manifest things in my mind. I manifest. Like, <laughs> oh, did you manifest the first-round exits every year? Get lost. Yeah. We also got he, – he, he, they got a ton <laughs> of help. Like, that, that's goals. the thing that yeah, bothers yeah. me. Yeah. That's the thing that bothers me is that that team got so much help. I mean, they needed Washington to lose. They, they played Carson Wentz yesterday. Are you kidding me, Washington? What are you doing, Ron Rivera? I, I don't know. It, like, it, it's almost like the like those videos you see online of people claiming that the NFL is rigged. Like the Packers gonna make the they're gonna beat Detroit on Sunday at Lambeau. Like it's yeah. it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck. I I. I I, I, the one thing I had this year was that the Packers were bad, and now they haven't been bad like the last month, and it pisses me off, man. Pisses me off. Yep. Anyway, Cody got off on the last Steelers. We get one. First one. First one at twenty-three. Chalk it up. Ding. Gambling uh, rant. Cody, you weren't yeah. here to talk about Mizzou beating Kentucky last week. You could have won yeah. money on that. Well, remember the day, before, money on that. The, the day before <laughs> when I asked you when you said that your Mizzou pick of the week was the over. Yeah. And I looked at you and was like, "Oh, you're not taking Mizzou to to cover." I said, and, "I don't." I said, you, I said, "No," because I don't know. Yeah. Beginning of SEC play. See, I I I I took Mizzou that night. I didn't tell anyone, but I I took Mizzou that night because I think Kentucky money. is overrated. So, um, <laughs> and the over you know. hit spectacularly. Blue dabs. Dallas is winning the Super Bowl. How about them Cowboys? Oh, if God, that happens, Christ. I will. Uh, you know what? Blue dabs would be the first. If, if that happens, blue dabs comes on the podcast. I personally think Cincinnati is going to back to the Super Bowl and they're going to win it all again wow. this time. I think, I think I think Chiefs got it. I think Mahomes getting a second ring. 
Ah, I mean, that AFC championship is going to be it's what whether it's Bills, Bengals, or Chiefs, Bengals, or Chiefs, Bills, yeah. whatever. Like it's going to be. Bills were the bet until all the injuries, and now I'd go, yeah. I'd go Chiefs. I get Maybe it. Eagles. I, if, just I, a I mean, big Burrow guy. I, think the I Eagles like Burrow. Best team still in the NFC despite last week. All right, you ready for the twenty-three quiz? It's a very short, easy quiz. Let's do it. We got a it. couple questions. We're in twenty-twenty-three. Uh, see, Blue Dabs. 420 says you can remember that. That's fine. <laughs> Suckmeyer. Let's say Suckmeyer. I don't have my readers on. Hold on. Can I see it? <laughs> oh, my God. Blue. Blue. Wait, this is, this is, I think that's Vega. Vega 420 that was calling you Luke Suckmeyer and Cody yeah. Del Softo. I think yeah, he's changed person. his name. He's turned over a new leaf for he's uh, now Blue Dad. All right. Uh, Cubs who wore the number 23. Who's wrong in this list of four? Ryan Sandberg, Bubba Church, Pete LeCock, and Bill Buckner. Who did not wear number 23 for the Cubs? Bill Buckner. Ryan Sandberg. Nah, I think Buckner wore 23. Bubba Church, Pete LeCock, yeah. Bill Buckner. Yeah. They well, did we all play know around Ryan, the same Rhino, time, Rhino definitely wore 23. That's the reason yeah. it's retired. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going yeah, Buckner. It's, it's, this is out. It is Bill Buckner. He wore 22. Really? Okay. Let's go. Bill Buckner wore 22. Pete LeCock wore it from uh, 75 to 76. Bubba Church wore it from 54 to 55. There you go. Uh, all right. Question number two on the quiz. The 1923 Cubs went 83 and 71. What place do you think they finished in going 83 and 71? 83 and I, I I looked at this and I was – I. I was trying to find yeah. something with 23. There's no wrong answer. Well, there's wrong answers, but there's no shame in not knowing this. They would have been in the fifth place. They were in fourth place. Wow. But it was in the entire National League because yeah, the there were only League. eight teams in the National League at the time. Yeah. So the New York Giants were in first, the Cincinnati Reds in second, the Pirates were in third, Cubs in fourth, then the Cardinals. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> at least we did that. <laughs> the Brooklyn Robins were in sixth. The Boston Braves were in seventh, and the Phillies were in eighth. Only what year was this? Nineteen twenty-three. Oh, oh, okay. Nineteen twenty-three. Okay. Cubs finished in fourth place. They are actually okay. eighty-three and seventy-one. Not bad. Um, Damn, that's see. brutal. Uh, finish that, and then not like to finish fourth. Yeah, May seventeenth, nineteen seventy-nine. The Cubs lost the famous twenty-three to twenty-two game. To the Phillies, 23 right. runs. Dave Kingman hit three home runs for the Cubs. Mike Schmidt hit two home runs for the Phillies. By the way, there were only less than 15,000 fans at the game. It came in May. Yeah, wow. Um, and I remember it being a really windy but also very nice day weather-wise. Um, where did Dave Kingman go to high school? King Kong Kingman. Uh, Part of the 23-22 run. He did not go to Elk Grove. No, Dave, that, that was Dave very Otto. Close. Asked about Dave Otto. Very close, Ryan. Did he, go, did he go to Prospect? Dave Kingman, Prospect High School. Oh, my God. His final game in high school, Dave Kingman, at Prospect High School, his final game, he pitched a two-hit shutout and hit four home runs. It's a pretty good high school game. Of course you knew yeah. that. Of course you knew that. I should have known him right away. He was Otani before he before Otani was Otani. He was a high school Otani. That's I should right. have known that you were going to pick prospect. I mean, it. I, it was it was set up to be obvious. <laughs> uh, do you think twenty three? Since we're in twenty twenty three, you think twenty three is the best number in Chicago sports history? Remember we did the jersey thing. Yeah, As obviously yeah. Jordan makes it. The best to ever wear it. I mean, yeah. But is it I would, the best? I mean, it has to be, right? Is Jordan is the best ever basketball player. Ryan Sandberg, Hall of Fame baseball player. I mean, Devin Hester should be in the Hall of Fame by now. He better you have be potentially three Hall of Famers and yeah. the greatest who ever played mm-hmm. any team sport. One of their sports. Yeah. yeah. I, I would think so. Who's 23 for the White Sox? I don't, I don't know. Robin that, Ventura. Mm. There you go. I he think, right? Robin is 23. Yeah. Left ass, Sean. And and Michael Jordan, right? Uh, MJ wore 23 for baseball? I think he wore 45. He wore 25 Ah. for baseball? But Ventura was 23, wasn't he? Robin. It's the the best number, isn't it, Lawrence? It's a pretty solid number. I know we had some sevens we were debating who should wear seven. There's no debating who wears 23, but Sandberg and – 
Devin Hester kind of get screwed by yeah, having definitely. Michael Jordan wear 23. Yeah, yeah, they definitely get screwed. Couldn't Jordan have worn like 67 or some random number? Well, we could have put him at 12 and taken out Kirk Heinrich. Mm. Jermaine Dye also wore 23. There you go. Oh, yeah, okay. Maybe, I still think uh, Maybe one, maybe one could be in the conversation one day if Justin Fields goes on to be, you know, the GOAT or something. Let's go. The greatest, the greatest quarterback in, for the Chicago Bears in the next, I don't know, 15 maybe, years. Maybe, right maybe, maybe. We'd, uh, we'd be paired right. with Derrick Rose, who's just like a legend in the city. That's just true. You sure have fact of living here. here. That's right. Yeah. And I think it's a number that other teams would likely still – I think you'd have a hockey player number one, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, we're going to talk about Ryan's predictions for 2023. Right? All CHGO.com. All Get there. By the way, when you're there, also go ahead and become a diehard so you get every single article and you get the discounts all season long mm-hmm. and you get Start the diehard your... card and you get the discounts to all the tailgate events mm-hmm. and the discounts yeah. to the takeovers. So it's uh, certainly it's a great way to start off the new year. Yeah, and then we're also going to make our um, bold predictions for 2023. So we'll mix that in. I think Jared's going to come on with us, too, and we'll go. Are we remote again tomorrow? We are remote tomorrow. Okay. So we're right back here. Right back here. Jared's going to jump in. Um, Okay. We look forward to it. Thanks to everybody that jumped in the chat. First one in 23. Glenn Hall, number one. Colada. See, I knew I could count a Colada. Shout out to Colada. He, he knows all the other things. Um, yeah, thanks, everybody, in the chat. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. Uh, we're back here 120 on Tuesday. Hope to see you then. And until then, fly the W.